Hello and welcome to a new series of Opportunities, EU Industry Days podcast, presenting insights, trends and challenges, but also fresh opportunities emerging from Europe's industrial transformation. In this episode, our guests share some success stories and best practices in the twin transition, the green and digital transitions, bearing witness to a growing social economy. So parts of the social economy indeed supply sustainable goods and services and bridge the digital divide. And their participatory business models take into account the needs of citizens, employees and other stakeholders and help to ensure that the transitions are fair. So to develop this theme today, we're speaking with an eclectic mix of people who are approaching the social economy from different angles. And joining me is Alisa Jade McDonald. Bartle, board member of CGIAR System. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to join the opportunities topic here at the EU Industries Day. And that's a perfect way to position exactly what the social economy is about and what we can do. Myself, I come from a background as a social entrepreneur in the developmental agricultural sector, specifically with cacao farms and producing chocolate. These days, I work on the agricultural science aspect and political advising. So we turn these good ideas that appear in social enterprises and social economy into more mainstream economic models for future growth. Ibrahim Wasari, who is the founder of Molengeek in Belgium. Ibrahim, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, so Molengeek, this is a tech ecosystem and our mission is to make accessible technology to all. Uh, we have three pillars. One pillar is the event. So we create a lot of hackathons, startup weekend, talk, uh, workshops. We have uh, the second pillar is the training. We have a lot of training in the digital way. And the third pillar is the incubator. So we push people in the digital entrepreneurship. Alexandre Debaisseur, who is the Delegated Director General of RailCop. Hello. Um, yes, thank you for inviting me. Yes, um, so in RailCop, we are the first cooperative dedicated to rail transportation. So we are actually operating trains in France. Um, yeah, and we are um, gathering a number of, of people around this project. So citizens, local authorities, employees, uh, companies, uh, NGOs, etc., who are part of the cooperatives to, to develop rail transportation in France. Anna Rodan, she's a member of the Human Resources team at Som Energia. Uh, thanks for having me. Som Energia is a non-profit renewable energy cooperative um, based in Spain. It literally means we are energy and it brings together uh, over 80,000 people from all over Spain uh, who do come together to produce and use electricity from renewable sources. Well, broadly speaking, we're looking at a changing point in time. We're coming out of the COVID pandemic, hopefully bouncing forward rather than bouncing back. And we see things like the circular economy and the green and digital transitions happening at the moment. So would you say that the social economy is at a critical nexus or is it a defining moment? I hope so. <laughs> but um, I have to say that, yes, I think a lot of people now are, are considering social economy as a real opportunity to develop new models and new way of uh, of sharing the, the wealth that is produced. And uh, I think it's very important. 
but I think there is still a gap uh, regarding especially uh, the way people and, and investors are conserving social economy. There is a lot of, uh, there are a lot of investors, for instance, that are considering um, their impact uh, in terms of uh, environmental impact and this kind of thing. But when talking about governance and talking about uh, the principle of social economy, which is actually one person uh, equal one vote in the organization. So this kind of, of new uh, governance and very democratic governance. It's not very easy for most of the investors to, to integrate uh, this new kind of model to, to invest and to support the development of social economy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think this is the key moment. And I think uh, with the pandemic, with the quarantine, people uh, understand the importance of uh, technology but they understand also we can create um, money and we can impact society. So this is um, an important uh, moment now for to invest in this way because people understand, uh, society understand, and we can really move the line. It's an excellent question. I would define it as an emerging power. And I have three reasons for that. Firstly, during these last two years, we can see that the social economy provided solutions where the classic economic silos failed. We saw that economies dropped, expectations dropped, agreements between organizations of supplies, materials and services also were dropped. Yet what shone through was the social economy. I also know from the European Social Economists, uh, the Social Economy Summit last year, but also during the 2018-19 financial crash. It was also the social economy which grew during these times. Often, when the classic economies drop, social economy is growing. Yet, ironically, I find it's not in the consciousness for what it brings. When we talk about social economy, although it thrives when classic drops, we still consider it welfare and solidarity and not a serious partner for populations or governments. So that's why I wouldn't say it's a critical nexus, nor a watershed, but an emerging power. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure that we're at a turning point yet, but there's certainly, I would say, growing awareness and um, about, you know, what, what role we can play as consumers and citizens, you know, what role we'll play in society and um, and also what we can do to, to you know, search for alternatives that are fairer and kinder, more sustainable for society and the planet. So we do see growing interest in what we do at Somonergia and other sort of... Um, yeah, other cooperatives that are trying to make the world a better place. What sort of challenges do social entrepreneurs face in different sectors uh, to capture this moment? Challenges range from legitimization. There are, for example, many social economy actors by the nature of their organization don't have a legal entity that adequately enables them to do what they need. They sit in a hazy legal environment, which makes it difficult for them to grow and scale. Secondly, I observe that compared to the business sector, there are skills in the social economy which are lacking. Skills around intelligent monetization of services and products, which we know needs to happen for financial growth of these services to be secure. I don't see enough sophistication from the social economy about leveraging emerging tools, for example, what digitalization offers us beyond just connecting, just collaborating. They get to truly embrace the power 
of what some of these new digital tools can do. And I see them as barriers. I think it's different challenges um, uh, about different social actors. I think we can find some link between the challenges and um, uh, the work of people. But I think the best way to be uh, productive in the social economy is to stay focused in uh, what you, you know to do and what you can to do. The social life, or I can say the quality of life, is also uh, a challenge. And um, it's important people can invest the time in the work, but also invest the time for the impact society, but also invest the time in the quality of life. So this is, I think, the biggest challenge is try to find this um, position for to, to can work, impact a life, and have a quality of life. In France, uh, RICOP is part of a group that is called the Licorne, and uh, it's a group of cooperatives operating in the field of rail, like us, which is highly capitalistic uh, sector, but also uh, in the field of energy, in the field of phoning and telephony, and in the field of uh, computing. And we share the same kind of challenges, actually, to be able to address big challenges with institutional operators or financial or investors who have a bit of difficulties to think this new model and to enter into this new model? Well, for us, it's been a really challenging uh, last couple of years. I mean, the pandemic, and as you mentioned, you know, climate change is sort of there in the background. But we have seen just um, wholesale electricity prices rise to unprecedented levels and also a worldwide squeeze on gas and energy supplies over the last year. And that's put a lot of pressure on us. I mean, I would say cooperatives and social economy organizations are highly adaptable, but uh, we have been tested, you know, just our ability to just adapt and roll with the punches and sort of reimagine uh, possibilities has just been tremendous over the last year. So we have seen how a number of technical and geopolitical issues um, sort, of, uh, sort of affect what we do. And we see many countries across Europe sort of grappling with the same problems. And um, government have taken some steps to alleviate problems. You know, in Spain, we, we've seen VAT rates go down to 10% from 21%, but they're having really limited impact on consumers. And we're just having to just find ways to keep going and sort of adapt to this new normal let me ask you, um, what are your final takeaway thoughts? What are your messages that you would like to offer listeners from this discussion about promoting social economy in a positive way? Uh, in closing remark, uh, about, yeah, just to say to people, if you want to do something, just do it. Uh, if you want to launch uh, something about social economy, just try to find some business model because uh, people will support you in the beginning, but after, I don't know, one, two, ten years, maybe you don't have this support. So it's very important to have a business model. It's also important for to prove to the population in our society, the social economy is not just social, but it's also economy. Well, I think it's important to know that it's possible to develop companies with a high level of funding that is, that is requesting. So highly capitalistic industry can be developed uh, through social economy. So social economy is not only 
uh, a way that we 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 let we leave to uh, uh, for, for small projects. We can also think major industries with a, go a democratic governance, with a share of the value that is produced for everybody. So we can also think the the, the, the renewal of the economy uh, with social economy and even for uh, for highly capitalist capitalistic uh, industry. Final message is thank you so much for being part of the industrial shift. We need your help. And when you are creating environmental and social improvements, please bring them to market at scale. Let's stop thinking project for project, incremental improvement. It's not just best practice, as you hinted before. I'm talking transformational innovation. When we incrementally improve, we only inch forward. We have to go transformational. That means scale, at replication, moonshotting, blue sky science, and really shifting the needle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for us as, as a cooperative, it very much is about um, collective power, you know, just knowing that us as individuals, when we come together, we do have tremendous control and, um, and autonomy and independence to, to sort of uh, support the direction that we want society to go in. Um, so yeah, we're we're just individuals, but when we do come together, we can have such huge uh, effects and and an impact. Thank you very much for speaking to me today, to all my speakers, to Ibrahim, Alexandra, and Alisa. That's it for this episode, but I think we've got lots of food for thought on the social economy. Please do stay tuned to the Opportunities podcast and check out more in the series. Feel free to like, share, and show your appreciation on each topic on social media. This podcast series is an initiative of the European Commission and is part of the EU Industry Days 2022, Europe's flagship annual event on industry, taking place in the week of the 7th to the 11th of February 2022. For more information on EU Industry Days, check out the website online. This podcast was produced by VO with the financial support of the European Union. Its contents do not necessarily reflect the views of the European Commission.